You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. This is a show discussing what's going on in the world of sports. And you can listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, what is going on? You guys are listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, as always, Casey Foreman. Thank you guys again for checking in uh, this week. Hopefully everybody had a nice weekend, and hopefully everybody is getting a chance to enjoy the return of sports. We got basketball. We got baseball. We got soccer. We got hockey. Uh, you know, we're, we're simply waiting. Uh, we got we got NASCAR. We, know, we got golf. We're simply waiting, uh, you know, for the NFL to return. Uh, but you know, sports are back. Whatever you fancy, you know, whatever uh, you guys prefer, more than likely you're going to be able to catch it almost on a daily basis. So it's great to have sports back, and it's great to have you guys into the podcast this week. Let's go ahead and break down what it's going to look like today. Uh, and I, I want to start out by talking about the Los Angeles Lakers as well as the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, those two teams have kind of been in the mix in the news recently. Uh, there's been lots of talk of the uh, Portland Trail Blazers possibly upsetting the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. So let's go ahead and talk about how those two teams match up. I also want to talk about you know the, the, the uh, play-in game, the play-in tournament for that eighth seed uh, for the Western Conference. So I want to give you guys a preview, break down what that play-in game just might look like, uh, and then make sure you guys stick around to my very last segment because we're you know we're switching up from the NBA to the NFL. I want to give you guys my over-unders uh, for every team in the NFL. Yes, don't go anywhere. Your team, your favorite team, will be listed on there. So don't go anywhere. Stick around until the very last segment. Like I said, though, let's go ahead and start out by talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, Portland Trail Blazers, because uh, like I said, there's been lots and uh, lots of talk recently with those two teams. The Trail Blazers right now, uh, you know, props to them. They are officially in that eighth seed. It's not done. You know, it's it's not over with. Uh, like I said, they, they still might have to, they're still going to have to do the play in game, play in tournament. But right now, the Trail Blazers are in that eighth spot. They have had a tough schedule so far uh, if you guys have been listening to the pod my, my, my uh, podcast recently or in the uh, somewhat recently you, you know that I have picked the uh, or I did pick the New Orleans Pelicans to make that eighth spot over the Trailblazers over the Grizzlies over the Phoenix Suns over the San Antonio Spurs I picked the young and talented uh, New Orleans Pelicans I'm gonna you know come out and say I, I was I swung and I missed <laughs> on that take I was wrong on the Pelicans they I know, I'll talk about them in my in my next segment a little bit, uh, but I was wrong. Uh, right now, Trailblazers proved me wrong. You know, despite the tough schedule they have had, you know that they've played the Celtics, the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the 76ers, the Mavericks. They have played a lot of tough teams, uh, and they keep surprising me that they keep going as far as Dame Lillard is going to take them. He's proven he can take them, you know, pretty far. Uh, so as of right now, they're in the eighth spot, and they're they're pretty much you know my pick. I don't want to spoil my next segment, but you know let's just say they are the eighth spot, and they are going to make the postseason. They're, they're the eighth spot. 
There's been lots of talk recently about them if they do end up making that eighth spot. There's been lots of talk about them upsetting the Los Angeles Lakers in that first round. More specifically what I'm talking about, if you guys haven't heard already, I'm talking about Charles Barkley, you know, the NBA on TNT. Uh, great show after, after you know, most TNT basketball games. Uh, Chuck's on it a whole bunch. He was on it recently, came out and said, uh, you know, the night Draymond was on it as well, got a little bit in trouble for talking about Devin Booker. Uh, but Chuck was on it. Charles Barkley, he came out and said, you know, he, if, if, if the Portland Trail Blazers make that eighth spot, they are his pick to make it. But if they do make it, Charles is saying uh, that if they make that eighth spot, they're going to upset the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. So they'll be an eight seed to beat, you know, a number one seed. And he then doubled down on, you know, on that statement and said if they beat the Lakers, they're then going to go on and win the NBA Finals. So Charles Barkley, big statement from him, you know, per usual guy who does like to come out with those big statements. Uh, because you know, if it does turn out and, and if he's right, that's a big statement, and you know, that, that's props to him uh, and his credibility. So I, I kind of see why he's doing that. He really likes this, this healthy Portland team. I understand why, uh, but he, he's liked this team for a while now. It's not this year's team. Last year, he picked them to upset the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals and win the finals. We know how that ended up, you know, happening. The, the, the KD less Warriors sweep Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals. Definitely an upsetting way for Dame to go out. Not something he expected to happen, especially you know them wanting a chance to play the Warriors without Kevin Durant. They get the opportunity and get swept. Uh, so Charles picked them last year. Like I said earlier, Draymond was on the show. He let uh, Chuck know that you know they sure struggled with with the Warriors last year without Kevin Durant. And uh, you know he, he said, well, it's a ballsy pick. They definitely struggled with us last year in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but, but I do see where Charles is coming from and where people, you know, in his camp are coming from. Uh, you know, we, we have seen... We've seen the Lakers lose two players in in Rajon Rondo and and more importantly in Averly Bradley. You know those two players are two of their better, two of their best perimeter defenders, uh, especially Bradley. Like I said, but as far as Rondo goes, we know playoff Rondo is a thing. His stats do nothing but improve and go up in the postseason. So they're missing him and Averly Bradley, who who obviously opted out of the Orlando bubble, uh, missing two of their best perimeter defenders so far in the Lakers what we've seen from the Lakers in the bubble we've seen them struggle to guard the perimeter so so exactly what we we expected them to struggle with or struggle at that that is where they are struggling we saw it against Toronto and Kyle Lowry they had nothing to do they, they had no answer for Kyle Lowry on the defensive side I know Kyle had 33 points had a career high in rebounds uh, almost double digit assists almost as well so Kyle played a fantastic game. They had no answer for Kyle Lowry in Toronto. They lose that game. They have no answer also for Chris Paul and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Their guards, they go on to lose that game. Uh, LeBron doesn't play, but you know they have nothing. You know They can't stop James Harden and the Rockets. They go on to lose that game. They also lose to the Pacers with Victor Oladipo. TJ Warren, obviously, you know, going off you know nuclear streak that he is on. Who can stop that? But you know, besides Jim. 
Jimmy Butler, maybe. But anyway, but anyway, uh, but you know, the Pacers, their guards played very well. So the biggest question out there is can the Lakers stop you know can their perimeter defense step up their perimeter defenders step up uh to one of the better one of the best backcourts in the nba and that's cj and dame lillard you know this year alone dame is averaging almost 30 points and eight assists uh cj about 22 23 points a game handful of assists so th- that is what those two guards are are, are are can do at any given night we've seen dame going off recently dropping 50 points 60 points so dame is playing fantastic right now uh as with uh cj and, and who saw this coming in in gary trent uh gary trent jr averaging almost 18 points in the bubble so far he has been a surprise a a, a shining light for, for portland a, a nice surprise for this team sometimes coming off you know, a lot of the times coming off the bench sometimes starting now you know them not having uh too much depth at that uh wing position or, or, you know, on the wing. Uh, so he, he kind of fills that three position sometimes. But either way, he's been playing very well, almost 20 points a game for the young guard, which no one really saw coming. So yes, I do think that the Lakers are going to struggle guarding Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, McCollum, even Gary Trent Jr. at times if, if he is on his A game. Yes, that is going to be a struggle and issue for the Los Angeles Lakers, no doubt. But I don't think that there is this huge, glaring uh, mismatch that other people like Charles are seeing, you know, with the Lakers' perimeter defense. Yes, there that that's a hole on that team. That is something they need to work on. Guys like Caruso, KCP, uh, Dion Waiters. Uh, who else? J.R. Smith, even. Those guys need to step up, uh, especially defensively. We know what they can do on the offensive end. They're, they're, they can go nuclear any given second, but, uh, or not nuclear, but they can make some you know big splash plays at, at basically almost any time. Uh, but the biggest worry, like I said, those players need to step up on defense. So, yes, there is a mismatch, but it's not as huge as some people like Charles have you guys thinking. Because yes, who, the the Lakers don't necessarily have great defenders to guard Dame in CJ, but let's look at the, let's switch it around a little bit and look at that Trailblazer roster. Who is going to guard LeBron James? Okay, who on the Trailblazers is going to guard LeBron? Arguably the best player in the world. Okay, when he's feeling it, he is the best player in the world. Okay. There's no Trevor Ariz on this team. Who, who, if they had him, I say they're they're in great position to play the Lakers. But no Trevor Ariz, a big three and D veteran guy. No Kent Bazemore. No Rodney Hood. So they're missing three guys who could potentially help guard LeBron. Three guys they could rotate on throwing at LeBron. They're missing all three of them in Ariz, Bazemore, and Hood. So is Carmelo Anthony? You know the 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 all. NBA defender going to guard LeBron? No. Okay, and he's not an all-NBA defender. No. So LeBron or Carmelo, the, the all-NBA scorer, is not going to be able to, to handle, guard, contain LeBron James. Is Gary Trent Jr., the 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six guard, is he going to guard or six four is is he going to guard LeBron James? Is Mario Hazonia uh, going to guard Le, LeBron James? Who is going to guard LeBron uh 
the the that is the biggest question for the Portland Trailblazer roster, and that for me is a bigger concern than the Lakers not necessarily having great people. They they have Caruso, KCP, Dion, Jr. Horton Tucker is, is is good defensively. I'm probably missing you know a name or so, but you know they have multiple guys to throw at to throw at Dame and CJ. Not not. Gr- very good defenders by any means, but you know I think the the mismatch is greater, uh, you know, for the Trailblazers as far as guarding LeBron because they have no player to guard the best player in the world, arguably. So, you know, that is a bigger hole for me than the Lakers and their perimeter defense. Despite what I said, yes, the Lakers are going to struggle containing Damian Lillard. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to. They're going to. They're going to kind of hope CJ kind of fades away, which he kind of does in big moments sometimes. And they're going to hope it's kind of Dame versus the world, Dame versus the team, and hopefully Dame doesn't beat them by himself. That's kind of what they're hoping for, despite, you know, Carmelo playing very good recently. They got Nurkic back, Whiteside. Like I said, Gary Trent Jr. and CJ are playing well, so we'll see. Uh, But I think the bigger mismatch is for the Blazers not being able to guard LeBron. They do have multiple people to try and guard and disrupt. Anthony Davis, however, uh, so they got Nurkic, Whiteside, maybe Collins. They have multiple guys that can kind of toss at Anthony Davis to possibly disrupt him in the paint. If any of them go and try to guard him on the perimeter, off the dribble, uh, I don't think you know they have any chance of guarding him that way. But you know, in the paint, Nurkic, Whiteside, two guys who will definitely make it a little tougher on Anthony Davis. You know, tougher than other people would. So multiple people they can kind of rotate and throw at Anthony Davis to cut to try and disrupt him you know Anthony has been he's been very inconsistent in the bubble two times he has not scored over over 10 points despite playing over 30 minutes so uh, that is a very concerning stat line for Anthony Davis you know one of the top five players one of the best players on your team to not you know be averaging or not score over 10 points multiple times very inconsistent we'll see if he can snap that stay consistent not be phased uh, by, by by the outside, by by you know all the noise, the media. Let's see if, if Anthony Davis can shine in the brightest light possible. You know he he has so far, but it hasn't been the brightest light, the the biggest stage possible, and that's obviously the postseason. So we'll see if he can do that on the biggest stage possible because he has yet to prove to us he can do so. Uh, but you know I I still have the Lakers beating Portland in the matchup in five, maybe six games. It really depends on Anthony Davis overcoming the multiple bigs that they can throw at him, and it really depends on LeBron James really taking advantage of the mismatch of Portland not having a defender to guard, contain LeBron. So, can LeBron, you know, can he, can he... Really, you know, take advantage of of the glaring mismatch. Can, can Damian Lillard take advantage of the, of the mismatch on the perimeter? It really is going to take, you know, it really is going to come down to who takes advantage of the mismatch. Okay, who can 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 out outrise, outshine, outplay. Who? Who is going to take advantage of what? Don't take, you know, don't count out the the, the uh, Portland Trail Blazers, though. Okay, I'm going to talk about it in my next segment. You know, uh, the, the play-in game. You know, who who might make it? Who might? Who is probably going to make that eighth spot? Uh, so don't count out Portland. Portland 
They're playing very well, very inspiring basketball. Dame is proving he's a top 10 player in this league. Uh, Maybe if he keeps playing like this, heck, we might have to put him in the top five. That's super tough. I don't know who we're pushing out of the top five, but if he keeps playing this way, you got to put more respect on his name, as he said at the end of the game the other night. Uh, I think he's going to get that if he keeps playing this way and if he can get his team into that eighth spot. So don't count that team out. But also don't overhype that team because I have a track record. I can go and look very recently to last year's Western Conference Finals to see that you don't want to overhype this team because they were swept by the KD-less Warriors. So is that a testament to how good the Warriors are or is that really showing how good Portland is? is i'll let you guys think on that i'm gonna go and take a quick break coming up next giving you guys a preview on the play-in game for the eighth seed as well as the over-unders for the nfl don't go anywhere i'm gonna be right back All right, welcome back, you guys. Like I said before the break, I want to go ahead and talk about that play-in game, possible play-in tournament uh, for that eighth spot in the Western Conference. You know, not so much to talk about uh, for that eighth spot. The Wizards are not in contention, uh, so there won't be a play-in game, play-in tournament for that eighth spot out east. Uh, But as far as that Western Conference goes, you know, the race for that eighth seed is even more intense than I predicted, even more intense than I expected. So, uh, you know, my my expectations have been exceeded. I've been very happy with the level of play we've seen so far. And, you know, the teams like the Blazers, Grizzlies, Suns, Spurs, uh, Pelicans, you know, it's been very close between all of them. And I think it's been very obvious which teams wanted it more than the others. So right now, the Trail Blazers props to them with their latest victory. They are at the eighth spot. They are officially the eighth spot in the Western Conference as of right now. With a record of 34 and 39, they pass the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, who are at 33 and 39. The Suns are tied with the Grizzlies at 33 and 39, and then the Spurs one game back at 32 and 38. So it's a neck and neck race. We're we're coming into the final games of the seeding game, and the fact that that you know the the, the eighth seed is still up in the air, one game, you know, the, in the final game uh, again. Is, 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 it's a testament to it exceeding my expectations, and it's a testament to the level of play we have seen so far. Damian Lillard has been putting the Trail Blazers on his back. They have been having some very impressive close game victories, as have the 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 uh, Phoenix Suns. And you know, similar to to Dame Lillard, Lillard the streak he is on. Uh, Devin Booker is on the same, if not a better, hot streak. So Devin. Booker, you know, is also putting his team in the Phoenix Suns on his back with the undefeated you know, run so far in the bubble. The only team to be undefeated is the Phoenix Suns. Okay, the Phoenix Suns are the only undefeated team left in the bubble. No one saw that coming. Okay, I, I can tell that I tell you that right now. No one saw that coming. Looking at Phoenix's schedule, no one saw it coming. Everyone saw a lot of L's. No chance. We, we saw no chance for Phoenix to get into the postseason. A lot of people thought it was pointless, including myself. 
including myself. I was wrong for this, but I thought it was pointless to even bring back Phoenix for that race for the eighth spot because what I saw before the hiatus uh, was not anything impressive, nothing really to talk about or remember. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't see them being, uh, you know, brought, being brought back. But you know, they they defied my expectations. They they, they proved me wrong. You know, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns did. Uh, but you know, let's start out by talking about, uh, you know, you know, Lillard, Lillard, Damian Lillard. The other night against the 76ers, a very close win. They are without Ben Simmons, but despite without Ben Simmons, Embiid only played a quarter or so. But you know, despite that, a very good team in Philadelphia, simply needing to figure it out, as we know. Uh, but a very good team took the Trailblazers to the you know, to the wire, the very end of the game, to pull away. Dame has 51 points, seven assists, and the Trailblazers sneak by the 76ers. Uh, you know, to get even closer to continue the race in the eighth spot. Then they go on uh, yesterday and, and beat the Dallas Mavericks. That's who they play. They go on to beat the Dallas Mavericks, and Damian Lillard backs up. Okay, he follows up his 50-point game with a 60-point game. So then he go, goes off for 60 points, eight assists, and the 70 and, and the uh, Trailblazers beat the Dallas Mavericks, you know, propelling them into that eighth spot. Over the Memphis Grizzlies. So that is what, you know, Dame's 60 point and the win over the Mavs is what propelled them into that eighth spot. Devin Booker, you know, like I said earlier, surprising the entire league, surprising myself with, with his high level play and his such consistency, okay? There's been such consistency with his high level uh, of play. So I've been very impressed with that. And the entire league, he, he, he shocked the entire league, as has the Phoenix Suns, like I said earlier, 7-0 and so far. In the bubble, the only undefeated team left in the bubble. Just to name you guys some of the teams that the Suns have beaten, the Suns have beaten the Ma have beaten the Mavericks twice, the Clippers, okay, the, the the Clippers, the Miami Heat, the OKC Thunder, uh, as well as the 76ers. So uh, an impressive uh, track record for for the uh, Trailblazers so far in the seeding games. Booker, like I said, has been balling out and 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 is most responsible for the Suns' run, and he's also in the conversation, rightfully so. He's my he might be my pick. I don't want to spoil it. He might be my pick. Uh, you know, for the bubble MVP, uh, they're, they're giving out awards for the eight seeding games, or you know, somewhat awards. And I think Devin Booker should be the MVP of the bubble. You know, he has been willing his team. You know, so far he is the most responsible for the seven and O start against the Clippers, thirty-five points against the Miami Heat, thirty-five points against the OKC Thunder. 35 points against the 76ers, 35 points. So very consistent, over 30 points, 35 points in all of those big games. Obviously, all of these must win for the Phoenix Suns. So so pressure is on the, the Phoenix Suns to win. They can't lose. The only undefeated team left in the bubble, so the pressure has been on. You know, they have been coming out hot. Uh, you know, despite all the pressure on them, they're playing great basketball, and uh, they, they've played in some very close games. They've also blown some teams out. So don't count out Phoenix for that eighth spot. But like I said, no one saw this coming, and they have a real shot at making that play in game. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies, okay, opposite of the Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers who have been clicking and, and impressing everybody, the Memphis Grizzlies have been a disappointing, 
uh, you know, it, it, a, a disappointment. Okay, they've they've been very disappointing, and they are showing us that they really were overachieving in the regular season. Okay, they they're somewhat coming. I don't want to say to their true colors, but a very young team. They do have some. They did have some veterans, but you know, I, I don't like all some of the trades they pulled off. You know, losing Jay Crowder. I don't love that. But either way, you know, this team somewhat showing their true colors you know very uh, good up and coming team but the fact that they were in the eighth spot was a surprise itself no one instead of, you know I should say no one but not a lot of people thought you know they would hold on to that eighth spot especially in the regular season while the season was still going with 20 or so games left no one really thought and we knew how tough it was going to be for Memphis they're one and six so far in the bubble and have dropped down to the ninth spot despite having a three plus game lead in the Western Conference in that eighth spot. They had a three plus game lead. You know, now they're one and six. Ninth spot in the Western Conference, and it's not looking great for them. It is, it, in my opinion, I think it's unlikely, really unlikely, they make the playoffs or even make that play-in game. You know, for them to make that play-in game, a couple of things have to happen. Uh, you know, they they have to win. The Blazers have to lose, or no, they have to win. The, the Suns have to lose uh, for the Grizzlies to get in. For these uh, Suns to get in, the Suns have to win. Grizzlies need to lose uh, for the play-in game at least. And then for the Spurs to get in, who are still fighting, grasping for air down there at the bottom, but they are still fighting for a spot in the postseason. It will be the, If they made it, it would be Pop. Popovich's 23rd straight postseason appearance. I think that streak comes to an end this year. But for the Spurs to make it, they need the Suns and the Grizzlies to lose, and they have to win their game. So a lot of musts, a lot a lot of, you know, they have, they're depending on other teams, which I don't love. So I'm pretty much ruling out, if not already ruling out the Spurs, pretty much ruling out the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. Uh, they have to play the Milwaukee Bucks in their last game. The Bucks are already solidified in their number one seed, so maybe they, they simply rest all of the starters and wait for the postseason. But, you know, if... If Memphis wins this game, you know they are going to be in the play-in game, and it'll be the Blazers against Memphis. But I, th I have Memphis losing. I think that Phoenix is going to go ahead and get away with the win. Uh, but like I said earlier, if you guys remember, I did pick uh, the the New Orleans Pelicans uh, to make that eighth spot. I said it in my last segment. I want to go ahead and say it again because in this business, a very important thing is keeping yourself, you know, reliable and and accountable. Uh, so that's something I wanted to do. I want to tell you guys I was wrong uh, with my take on the New Orleans Pelicans. I thought you know a young team with the easy schedule that they had that they would have won a lot of games and made the postseason. But they, I was wrong. They played uninspired basketball, very uninspired, uh, and little to no defense whatsoever. So I was very disappointed in their defensive effort. Offense, they seemed very good. Uh, Zion, or, or it seemed decent on the offensive end, I should say, but uninspired, especially on the uh, defensive end, especially late in games. Zion and his whole minutes restriction thing, his burst restriction which i've never heard of but we're restricting how much he 
sprints and bursts. I don't really know how that works, but that threw him, you know, out of his funk into a funk, out of his groove. I think that affected the, the their the, the Pelicans' momentum, their groove to get you know the ball moving to get a good swing, a good offense running, having Zion coming in and out, you know, so frequently, not knowing when he's coming in, when he's coming out, how long for that can affect uh, the way players are playing. That affects the way Zion approaches the game. So that all that ha- has to do, all of that, you know, was the reason uh, we see New Orleans playing so you know bad and and uh, you know disappointing. Ultimately, it was the uninspired play on bo- on especially the defensive end, and then the whole minutes restriction thing for Zion. Uh, but as of right now, I have the Phoenix or sorry, I have the Trailblazers. I have the Trailblazers beating the Phoenix Suns in that play-in tournament. Phoenix is on fire. And I do think they will beat the Dallas Mavericks, who are also locked into their seventh spot. I, I have the the Phoenix Suns continuing their hot streak, beating the Dallas Mavericks, and making it into that eighth spot. I have the Grizzlies losing. Uh, like I said, Phoenix making it, and then Portland beating Phoenix. Uh, the reason you know the reason I'm leaning Trailblazers over the Phoenix Suns is simply because of Damian Lillard and the health of that Portland Trailblazer team. Finally, they're at full health, not something they have been at all season. Or not full health, like I said earlier, they're missing Hood and guys who could possibly guard LeBron. But all the big pieces are, are for the most part, healthy. Uh, I like Dame and what he's doing so far. 50-point, followed it up with a 60-point game. Will that team, despite being you know in, in the 10th spot, will them to being in the 8th spot? Props to Damian Lillard, what he's doing. So he's the biggest reason I'm leading the Trailblazers side, and I'm picking them to beat the Suns, but you don't want to count out Devin Booker. He has proven that he can will his team to victories, uh, you know, they have yet to lose in this bubble, so don't necessarily count that team out. He could very well continue the hot streak, beat the Trailblazers, beat the Mavs, and then be in that eighth spot. So don't count out those Phoenix Suns and you know how hot they are. Uh, as far as why I'm saying it's a possible game, if not tournament, it's because the eighth seed, which is Portland, only needs to win one game to be into the postseason. So it's easier for the eighth seed to make it rather than for the ninth seed. They have to win two games uh, to make it into the postseason. So it's going to be tougher for Phoenix if they can make it. They got to win two against the Trailblazers, which I don't like. Don't necessarily think they they have that in them. We'll see. They've been, they've been proving us wrong. They're improving everybody wrong up until this point. Why can't they continue to do so? Uh, so I got Portland beating Phoenix uh, in that play-in game, but it could very well go either way. Teams are so hot right now, and the NBA is clicking. Uh, props to the NBA and how great the bubble has been, you know, up until this point. Hopefully, it continues on. And we get our champion in a little bit over a month or so. So let's go ahead and pivot. Okay, we've been talking a lot about the NBA recently, rightfully so. It's going on. You know, right now, the seeding games, we see it basically every day. But let's go ahead and pivot uh, and so, you know, to a different sport, one of your guys' you know, other favorite sports, and that is the NFL. As of right now, 
Uh, you know, the NFL is set to kick off in less than a month. A couple of weeks, we are set to have the official kickoff of the NFL with the Chiefs against the Texans. I believe that I think it's a twenty. I think it's on the twenty seventh. I believe uh, is the official kickoff date as of right now. I'm looking forward to that game. Hopefully, you guys are as well. Hopefully, we can have that game and all, all the things that are going on in the world today. Hopefully, hopefully everything goes well up until that point, and we, we can actually start the season on that day with those two teams. Hopefully, everything goes as planned. Excuse me. Uh, but like I said, we're, at, we're set to kick off. Training camps are going on right now as we, as we speak for most teams or for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, and, and with the off season, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I believe, uh, or a week or so ago. Uh, the off season in the NFL uh, has been so crazy up until this point. It just got done. The entire thing was crazy. It really felt like an NBA free agency uh, in comparison to the NFL, which usually not too much happens. But a whole lot went down in this year's off season and free agency, and I predict the same for the regular season and for the entire season in the NFL if we do, of course, have one. Uh, so with that being in mind, I want to go ahead and give you guys my over-unders, right, my over-under, uh, you know, for um, the NFL, every team in the NFL in the season of change, if you will. This this season is for, for every sport. This is the season of change. So let's go ahead and break down the over-under. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the over/under for all NFL teams. Arizona Cardinals. Let's go ahead and start out with the Arizona Cardinals. We'll go in alphabetical order. Arizona. Right now they're at six and a half wins. That's what they're set to be at. I'm taking the over. Okay. It's Kyler Murray's second year. It, they have an upgraded offense, up, uh, upgraded weapons for Kyler, upgraded offensive line for Kyler. Uh, so I, I expect him to take a step up. The pieces around him have obviously improved. They went five, ten, and one last year. They have it at six and a half this year. I have them being better than just a one-game improvement. I see more improvement than just one game. I have them at at least seven, maybe even eight wins and above. Uh, I have the over for the Arizona Cardinals. Next team, Atlanta Falcons. Okay, at seven and a half, uh, somewhat of a I don't say a boring team in Atlanta for you Falcon fans, but not a whole lot of change going on there recently. They're at seven and a half. They haven't made a whole lot of moves. Seven and a half. I'm staying even. I like them at seven and a half. You know, Atlanta. I like them at seven and a half. Baltimore Ravens. Let's go ahead and talk about them. One of the highlights. One of the more up and coming. Uh, one of the better teams we're expecting to be next season. We're expecting them to be very good. All the all the uh, you know acquisitions and, and and the pieces they have acquired. Uh, you know, right now they're they they're over under is at eleven and a half, eleven point five. I'm taking the over. Okay, they have an upgraded roster on both sides of the football. The MVP in Lamar Jackson, who went out in the first round of the playoffs last year, he said it himself. He's coming out with a chip on his shoulder. He is still improving, uh, despite winning an MVP award. He said he still has room to improve. Coming out with a chip on his shoulder. They have a relatively easy schedule. Not a whole lot of. Travel for Baltimore. I'm taking the over for the Baltimore Ravens. Next team up, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. Okay, right now they are at nine games. The over/under is at nine 
games. I'm taking the even, okay? I like Buffalo at nine games. They really popped last year. They they, they did upgrade their offense somewhat in Stephon Diggs, helping their young quarterback in Josh Allen. But even though they popped last year, you know, we have more film on them now uh, than ever. We have film on their quarterback. I see them somewhat, not plateauing, but I don't see them popping again. I see them staying around where they were last year, if not going down a little bit. I like nine games. I'm taking the even for the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Right now, their over-under is at 5.5. Only 5.5. Is it because new head coach? They lose their their uh, superstar in Cam Newton. They're their guy in Luke Keekley. There has been moves on this team. Uh, you know, questions for this team. Is that why it's at 5.5? You know, despite the new the new quarterback and new coach, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like Matt Rule, who they hired. I think it's a decent roster. Very good. They they did okay last year with all the, with all the questions losing cam you know they did pretty good last year uh, i see them improving i think five is too low for that team i'm taking the over for the panthers chicago bears eight and a half they're set at eight and a half wins right now the question you know there there's a big question for chicago at that quarterback position with the trade of nick Foles. it is Trubisky still your guy. Are you guys moving off to Nick Foles? You know, I haven't seen a whole lot of clear, huge upgrades in Chicago either. Uh, 8.5. I'm taking the under for Chicago. Sorry, Bears fans. I'm taking the under. Bengals, okay? Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, they're at 5.5 for the over-under. You know, they, they have the hottest young quarterback in Joe Burrow, you know, coming off a, a all-time, you know, a historic season last year uh, in the NCAA. Uh, so, historic season, he caps it off with a championship at the end of the run. First pick overall. However, those Bengals went 2-14 and 14 last year. It's pretty much the same team despite the addition of Joe Burrow. I don't love you know, Cincinnati going forward. I think Joe adds a couple of wins. Uh, either way, I'm taking the under for the Bengals. Okay, I'm taking the under for Joe and the Bengals. Let's go ahead and move on to the Cleveland Browns, okay? A team last year who were who were who was embarrassed. Uh, you know, a guy in Baker Mayfield, we all had higher expectations because of the good, great, the pretty good, if not great, rookie year that he had. We expected more from what we got from him and and the the acquired you know uh, wide receiver and Odell Beckham Jr. We all expected them to take the leap, take the jump. Net last year they failed to do so. Uh, so I think they're coming out this year with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They have an amazing offense. They have weapons all around Baker. Uh, they have a new coach. Like I said, great offense. I'm taking the over for the Browns. They're at eight and a half. I'm taking the over for Cleveland. Cowboys, okay, my Dallas Cowboys. If you guys know, I'm not say sadly, but yes, I've been supporting the Cowboys for as long as I can remember. Uh, right now, their over under is at nine and a half games. Okay, I, I, I like nine and a half games. I think they should win ten, uh, but I like nine and a half for my prediction, my breakdown of their schedule. I did multiple weeks ago, if not months ago, I did that, uh, and I had them winning nine games. So I'm taking. 
I'm, I'm going even for the Cowboys at nine and a half. Okay, they have a new coach. Hopefully, he can you know propel them from eight and eight uh, to a winning record. I think Mike McCarthy can do that. But they have a new coach. Okay, the whole contract situation with Dak is still up in the air. Uh, up in the air. Uh, but they have a great receiving core, especially with the addition of C.D. Lamb. They added and lost pieces to the defense. Okay, they lost their best corner in Byron Jones, but added you know Gerald McCoy. So uh, you know other good uh, uh, Alden Smith. You know, other good pass rushers. So we'll see how that pays off. They lost pieces, also added pieces on the defensive end. Either way, for the Cowboys, I'm taking an even. I like them at 9.5. They also have a somewhat tough schedule. I like them at 9.5. Denver Broncos, okay? They're at 7.5 right now. I'm going even. Okay, I'm going even on the Denver Broncos. I almost wanted to go over, but, you know, they went on a hot streak last year. At the end of last year, they have a new and up-and-coming quarterback in Drew Locke. Had some very promising games last promising moments last year, I should say. Uh, they had an upgraded offense. They have more weapons around him, but they have had some injuries or, or withdrawals uh, on the old line. For a young quarterback, you don't necessarily want to see that. Uh, seven and a half wins. I'd like to even. I'm going even for Denver. All right, Detroit Lions. Right now, they're at six and a half games. Uh, I'm going even for Detroit. I like them around six, six and a half, maybe seven games or so. I, I kind of wanted to go over, but really, you know, is, is Matthew Stafford going to be, is he going to stay healthy? That's my biggest question for that Lion roster, that Lion team. Can they stay healthy? Even if he is healthy, it's it's no great roster surrounding him. You know, it's not a bunch of trash cans, but it's no great roster. You know, they upgraded the cornerback position, which they needed to do. Uh, but I don't love the team. Very middle of the pack. Very middle, if not lower pack, uh, you know, in the NFL, in my opinion. Their running backs, none of their running backs rushed for over 400 yards. Not, not even 500 yards. They didn't have a running back rush for over 400 yards last year. So they have other issues. Issues. Not sure if they, they addressed all of them. I'm t- I'm going even at six and a half. I really I almost went under, um, but I'm going even at six and a half for the D- Detroit Lions. Okay, next up, Packers. Okay, let's go Packers. They're at nine and a half games right now. Okay, they got new drama at that quarterback position. They made it to the NFC Championship game last year, uh, but the, the biggest thing was they needed more weapons around their guy in Aaron Rodgers. So instead of of doing that, they go ahead and draft a, a quarterback in the first round instead of a receiver, tight end, etc. Whatever you know, which is what they needed. So they don't address uh, the things that they need. Uh, you know, they failed to get what Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers needs around them despite you know having a very good uh, a pretty good season last year. I don't think they played great you know even though, even though going what 13 and 3. I don't think it was a, it was it was a great 13 and 3 when when they played the the 49ers and, and you know we saw that second half them getting wiped off the floor it was a testament to what that team really is. They need more help on the offensive end. They failed to do that. They're at nine and a half right now. Sorry Green Bay. I'm actually not sorry. Uh, I'm taking the under for the Packers. Let's go ahead to the Texans, okay? Uh, Texans, right now, they're at seven and a half. You know, Watson, you know, Deshaun Watson, very good quarterback, still, uh, still good. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. They are still good on both sides of the ball, the Texans are. So they're very good quarterback in Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, and they are still good on both sides of the football. I did not like the DeAndre Hopkins trade, basically giving him away for a, a, a running back who's past his prime. But I understand the move if there, if he's a uh, if he's a uh, locker room issue or whatever the issue is. I understand. Maybe it's an addition by subtraction. Uh, they they won what nine or so games last year. Uh, despite you know me not liking the Hopkins trade, I still think they're going to win at least eight or maybe even nine games. Uh, I'm taking the over for the Texans. All right, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Colts. They're at 8.5 right now. I'm going to go ahead and go even with the Colts, okay? A uh, very good, pretty good team on both sides of the ball. No, I don't love Phillip Rivers at the end of his career leaving, you know, the Chargers. They had a, they had a pretty decent roster around him. We, we see them failing to go, you know, over 500. So, Yes, I, I I don't love I don't love Philip. I like the roster around him. Uh, we'll see if the move pays off. I think we're gonna tell really early if it was a good move or not. Right now, I don't love the move, but I'm going even for the Indianapolis Colts at eight and a half. Let's go to the Jaguars. Okay, the Jags. They're at four and a half right now. I'm going under for the Jags. I think this team is really bad. I think they're going to be tanking for a quarterback next year. There are multiple they can get next year who are going to help turn, hopefully, help turn that team around. So that's what I do if I if I am Jacksonville. I tank almost just because you know, even though that doesn't look great in the NFL, but I tank. I try to get a quarterback next year. I don't like them in almost any of their matchups this year. Four and a half wins is where they're at. I'm taking the under for Jacksonville. All right, Kansas City Chiefs, they're at 11 and a half games. The Super Bowl champs, you know, the guy in Patrick Mahomes, obviously a very good team, bringing back all of their offensive starters, very focused for the postseason. We've heard them talking with the Mahomes extension, wanting to win multiple Super Bowls, not just the ones they don't seem satisfied, like, you know, when the Eagles won almost. So they seem to be in a different headspace after they win, wanting to come back next year. They're at 11 and a half. I almost wanted to go under because they're going to have, you know, lots of teams are going to be looking out for them. They're going to have, you know, an, a target on the back, on, on their backs, uh, basically. But I'm going even for the Kansas City Chiefs by, by the will of Patrick Mahomes and that offense, you know, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, but by the will of Patrick Mahomes, I am going even. I like the Chiefs at 11 and a half. Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes bringing back all their starters, 11 and a half wins. Sounds good to me. I'm taking the even. All right, Raiders. Raiders, they're at seven and a half right now. I'm taking the over for the Raiders. Okay, I think they did pretty good in the draft. Uh, I think they did they did decent last year, despite them being in the news and you know up and down as far as being in the locker room. Does Gruden like you know the quarterback Derek Carr? Who knows? Uh, there are questions in. You know, in that Raider franchise, but it's a pretty consistent, stable franchise. It's a tough grit and grind franchise. In the season of change, I see them doing rather well. I'm taking the over for the Raiders. Uh, I, I think they'll win over seven, if not eight games. So I'm taking the over for the Raiders. Chargers, okay? Uh, I'm taking the under. They're at eight games. I think it's a good team, but a very young quarterback. Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert? Who's going to play? Be you know, who's going to start? If it is Herbert, he's a young quarterback. They do have weapons, but you saw him only win a handful of games last year, though. I uh, don't love them this year. Going 
forward. I think they're going to do nothing but improve. Uh, I'm taking the under. I don't think they'll get to quite eight games this year. I'm taking the under for the Chargers. Rams. They're at eight and a half games right now. The Los Angeles Rams are eight and a half. I'm going even. Okay. They won last. They won nine games last year, despite you know all of the controversies and, and the uh, discussions about Todd Gurley and that whole locker room seemed to be a little bit of a mess. You know the the, the Super Bowl. Uh, hangover. So yes, th- there were questions in that in that locker room. Uh, the Rams dealt with that. No huge additions to the team. However, I don't think they got really got better in a whole lot of different places. So I like them. Good team at eight or nine wins. I'm going even for the Rams. Dolphins. Uh, let's move on to the Dolphins. Six. Their over under is at six wins. I'm going over. For the Miami Dolphins, okay, they played very well at the end of last year. They beat the Patriots in a very close game, uh, so it's a decent defense. Offense is getting better. They have a new and up-and-coming quarterback in Tua, who I like a whole lot. My favorite quarterback in the draft. I think they did very well in the draft with all of the picks they had. I think they hit on a lot of them. They did very well in the draft. I'm taking the over for the Miami Dolphins. All right, Vikings. They're at nine wins. I'm going even for the Vikings. I don't think I don't think they got a whole lot better. I don't think they got a lot worse. Uh, I'm very comfortable at nine. Maybe maybe ten wins really really depends. But I'm very comfortable at nine. Uh, I'm going even for the Vikings. How about those Patriots? Okay, they lose their guy, Tom Brady. They're over under right now is at nine wins. Nine wins. Okay, they did nothing in the draft. They did nothing in free agency, and a lot of their players on both sides of the football, especially on defense, continue to opt out for the season. I don't see the nine wins whatsoever. I like the move of bringing Cam Newton in, but who's he going to throw to? I'm taking the under for the New England Patriots. I don't think they get to eight or nine wins. Maybe they do, but I'm taking the under. Let's go Saints. Okay, right now the New Orleans Saints are at 10 and a half wins. A very good regular season team. We see it almost every year. We'll see if uh, Drew Brees can stay healthy, uh, but they're at 10 and a half wins. I'm taking the under. Okay, a very good regular season team, but a team we've seen a lot. Do we Have we seen the best from this team? Can they get any better? Can Drew Brees throw the ball downfield? I don't know. Uh, I'm taking the under for the Saints at 10 and a half. How about those New York Giants? They are at six and a half wins right now. I'm taking the even. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to get from the new coach in New York, that that young roster and the young quarterback in Daniel Jones. Is he going to take the leap? Uh, is that defense going to continue to improve? I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of the Giants. Six and a half seems about right. I'm taking the even for the Giants. Uh, how about those Philadelphia Eagles, my, the rival to my Cowboys? They're at nine and a half wins right now, similar to the Cowboys, the exact same to the Cowboys. I'm going even. Uh, I want to say over, but can Carson Wentz make it through an entire season healthy? Is there a question at the quarterback position now with the bringing in of Jalen Hearns? Uh, Do they have more pieces surrounding Carson Wentz last year? Because we saw he brought nothing almost to the postseason. So those are my questions for the Eagles. Can they, can they make the jump? Can they get better? You know, can Carson Wentz stay healthy? I'm taking even. I'm going even for those Eagles. 
Steelers are at nine wins. They won nine wins. They had nine wins last year as well, despite not having Big Ben. Uh, I'm going even for them this year. Can Big Ben stay healthy all year? If he doesn't, I don't love them at quarterback. Either way, a very decent roster on both sides of the ball. I'm taking even for those Steelers. All right, I'm wrapping up here. A couple of teams left. 49ers, okay, guys? The 49ers are at 10-5. I'm taking the under for the 49ers, okay? They made it to the Super Bowl. I'm thinking the Super Bowl hangover hits uh, San Francisco, okay? I'm thinking they win maybe nine or so games. Maybe they hit 10, uh, but 10 and a half, I'm, ta- I'm more comfortable taking the under, uh, especially because that Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. I think it hits San Francisco. I'm taking the under for the Niners, for the Seahawks, okay? They're over under right now is at nine and a half. Nine and a half for Seattle. They've made improvements on defense, uh, you know, with with the, with the trade uh, with the Jets recently. Uh, they're trying to. We hear them in in the talks of bringing in Antonio Brown, possibly trying to get more help for the Seahawks. They seem to be trying to get, or they tre- seem to be trying to surround Russell Wilson for as many wins as possible. They have. They're at nine and a half wins. I'm very comfortable doing the even, but screw it. You know, I'm feeling comfortable. Let's go over for the Seahawks. Ten wins for the Seahawks over for Seattle. And uh, Russell Wilson, one of the better, best quarterbacks in the league. I'm taking over. This is a, a you know, right now decision. I'm going over for Seahawks. Tampa Bay, okay, or Tampa Bay, as we could say, are at nine and a half wins right now. I'm going over for the Bucks, okay? Tom has something to prove. He's got the best offense around him that he arguably has ever had, has a good defense to back it up. He has something to prove, a chip on his shoulder. I'm taking the over for the Buccaneers. Titans, okay, they're at eight wins, eight eight and a half wins is where they're set to be at. I think they kind of peaked last year. I don't see the same thing with Tannehill this year. We'll see if Derrick Henry can can match the 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 level of play he's been at. Both players got extended. Either way, I think we've seen basically what we're going to continue to see from uh, the Titans. I don't see any huge improvements. Eight and a half. I'm taking the under for Tennessee and the Titans. And the final team I'm going to talk about really quickly, the Washington Foot football team, okay? The Washington football team, which they're now being called that at five and a half games. I'm taking the even. Not quite sure what you're gonna what you're gonna get out of this young roster, new coach and Ron Rivera. Not sure what I'm gonna get. Five wins. I'm taking the even for Washington. So that's my over under for the entire NFL season every single team that's my over under hopefully i got to your team sorry if i didn't break down as much uh, as you guys wanted to for your team or focus on it but either way you know like i said this off season has been such uh, has been so crazy i'm seeing you know i'm predicting uh the similar things for the regular season and the postseason in the nfl you know going forward so hopefully uh you know they can stay safe stay healthy get the proper precautions proper protocol for the season hopefully we can have you know the kickoff uh, on the 27th with the Chiefs and the Texans, uh, but that's going to be it for today's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. Please.
please go out on Facebook and like the page. We're officially on Facebook, uh, so go check us out on social media. Also, whatever platform you're you're, you're listening on, I want to urge you to to leave a comment or a review. I would really appreciate that. Trying to expand, you know, get the name out there a little bit. So again, thank you guys all so much for your continued support. I'm gonna be right back here next week. We're gonna have even more news on the NBA. The seeding games will be done. The play-in tournament will be done. We'll be looking to get started in the NBA's postseason. Okay, in the NBA postseason, we'll, we'll be kicking off next week. So I'm I'm expecting to have you know even more news for you guys then. But as always, thanks for coming in. I'll see you guys next Wednesday.